Hello, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. You're probably sick of my voice already because you hear me all the time. You know who I am. I'm Rod Luce. But this guy, this guy, we've missed him. He was here in Chicago working the uh, the card show. Uh, I know I did not do the proper title justice. I will let you talk about that, my friend. Then um, he was, you know, busy with some life shit, but he's hashtag back. Mr. With Tyler a capital B. With Mr. a capital, capital B. B. Ron, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, yeah, these last two weeks have been crazy. Uh, the National Sports Collectors Convention, Rosemont, Rosemont Convention Center, or the Donald Stevens, whatever it's called, dude was 100,000 people. The largest show they've had in the history of the show. I got some cool shit. I got to meet a lot of cool people. Got some cool autographs. Uh some cool baseballs to add to the man cave. Aramis Ramirez, Derek Lee, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant. Y'all may have heard of them. Uh, but, man, yeah, these last two weeks have been crazy busy. Uh, hell, Twitter's not even called Twitter anymore. It's, I mean, it's been that long. But He's, dude, so, it, he's it, so distraught and, it's and crazy. doesn't it's know what's to, happening. That, yeah. It, but but he's, oh, there it's he good is. to see your beautiful face. It, it's it's good to talk to you. It's, it's good to be back on here. I missed it. I missed it a lot. It is good to have you back. It's funny. You cut out right as you said it. Twitter's not even, and it's like Elon was hacking it, just telling you. Yeah. Don't even bring it up. Um, too funny, man. No, it's good to have you back, sir, on the microphone with us here at Cubs on Tap. And Tyler, we get the privilege of talking about a Cubs win. I have not ripped this W flag off of this hat, and I cannot tell you how long. And it's been just, just throw it on there. Freaking tastic! It's been on. It's been fantastic. I, I, I don't like changing it if I don't have to, and I haven't had to. Um, Scott here popping in the comments. The Mets had a chance, but they let JMO get hot. Uh, Jeremiah letting us know that he did two leg days in a row. That is brutal, buddy. I don't know why you would do that to yourself. Speaking of two days um, in a row of different outcomes for the Cubs, uh, Monday we did not have a show. We hope you turned in with our friends over at the Dingers podcast. I know I did. Um, my entire goal of the entire show was to make Kevin laugh. Uh, I think I did a pretty decent job of that in the comments section. If you didn't check out their show yet, though, you can find it here at the ONTAP Sportsnet YouTube channel. Uh, so be sure to go over there and look at that. And if you're like, well, Ron, why didn't I know about it? Well, well, you didn't know about it because you're not subscribed to the ONTAP Sportsnet YouTube channel. You should be. Be sure to subscribe. You hit that little bell ringer button and you'll know every time a show goes live on the ONTAP Sportsnet YouTube channel. And then you can join the conversation and make Kevin laugh yourself. So I am not the only one having to do it for the justice. And the boys needed it. It was a rough one. Obviously, the rain delay mixed in there on Monday. Um, the, uh, the, the lowly, overspent, uh, overrated... Um, underhated, whatever adjectives you want to use for them. Um, Mets took that one 11 to two. It wasn't great. Smiley got rocked for seven runs. Palencia got rocked for another three. Tucker Barnhart got rocked for a single run. Uh, Caleb Killian, though, looking really good in that one. Belly, still that dude, three for three with two RBIs in that one. Um, really the probably the biggest bright spot. Nico Horner had a couple of hits as well. Um, certainly worth mentioning. And uh, Kodai Senga. Got a win against the Cubbies. Smiley, 8-8 eight and eight after that one. Senga, 8-6. and six. But a very different tale that we're talking about for tonight, Tyler, uh, because the Cubs, it, it was a little bit of a gutsy win, but they took care of business. The Mets took an early 2-0 lead. Pete Alonzo with a two-run shot um, that provided all of the offense for the Mets tonight. 
really the only mistake that Jameson Tyone made because he went seven innings, just three hits, those two earned runs off of that home run, not a single walk in seven Ks for the Cubs, $17 million man. He is now above 500 record-wise. He's seven and six now in the year. Merriweather comes in, gets his 12th hold of the season after giving up a couple base runners, and then Adbert closing it down there the ninth with the starting that double play to end it all. But the Cubs... Coming through hot, Belly with a 17th bomb of the season, getting some help from Jan Gomes to add that tying run. And then, lo and behold, it's the Palatine Pounder, uh, the boy of the summer, whatever it is you want to call him. He's been talking his shit. Talk to me. Talk to me. Mike Talkman with the game-winning home run in this one, and that ultimately is all the Cubs needed. Tyler, I mean, initial thoughts just kind of on this one and how it went for the Cubbies tonight in Queens. Well, right off the bat, you said it. Jameson tie on that. I think that's the story of this ball game. I'll be the first hand up. I have not had confidence in that guy. First half of the season, I was yeah, on, I was not on I was not on the JMO train. Wasn't riding. But and these last six starts, dude is yeah, blowing <laughs> the horn, blowing it. Uh, dude was lights out tonight. That's his second time he's gone to New York and shoved this season. Uh, but, yeah. And, and to be honest, as far as the offense, I thought tonight I thought tonight the offense was just going to implode, explode off of Carrasco. The dude had given up 21 runs in his last 15.1 innings. But, hey, that's baseball. But Mike Talkman, dude, the guy – obviously Bellinger was Bellinger. But Mike Talkman, is it is it too is it too early to start talking about maybe bringing Mike Talkman back next year? Whatever we do with Cody Bellinger, uh, which he should be coming back as well. But I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out even considering. Maybe maybe it's too early. But the guy has been pretty clutch this year. A veteran. He's 33 years old. He's He's been around the league for a little bit. Maybe not like super, but the, he's got experience. And tonight, clutch home run, clutch catch in the eighth inning that right after his home run made a clutch catch that had he had he not made that catch, we may be talking about a loss tonight. But, uh, yeah, Abbott comes in, shuts the door. Love it. Love to see it. Love to see these close, close game wins. Absolutely. And that was something, Tyler, that I mentioned last week um, on Thursday's show last week that I did here was the the close wins are the more impressive wins. Right. It's all fine and dandy when you blow teams out and, and you get a big win. That's that's nice. We appreciate that. But it's these close wins that really kind of give you a feel for what the team's all about. And yeah. that's exactly what happened tonight. You brought it up. Jameson Tyone has been outstanding lately. In the month of July, five starts. He had a 267 ERA in those five starts. One of those being that other New York start you mentioned against the Yankees where he went eight innings. And then this month so far, he's carrying a three ERA. He's only given up four and runs in two starts now. That Cincinnati start, only five innings work from him. But what a gem he threw tonight in New York on the road, especially when the Cubs needed it. I think that's yeah. the, the biggest thing here. Drew Smiley had a rough night. He's had a rough stretch this latter half of the season. And wait for Tyone to step up and come through in the clutch and provide a huge outing. A, to save this Cubs bullpen. Yes. B, to put them in a position to just win the ball game. 
And they did exactly that. And then you mentioned the clutch factor of all these guys. Belly's being belly. You and I discussed it briefly in our pre-show here. When was the last time you saw a Cubs player this late in the season have a 331 average and a 939 OPS? I couldn't I couldn't yeah. tell you. It's and been they, a minute. And they talked about it. They talked about it on the on tonight's broadcast. Uh, since <clears throat> fun fact about Cody Bellinger, since July 1st, has the second lowest K rate in all of baseball. He's just behind uh the guy for Cleveland, uh the outfit over Cleveland. I can't my Kwan. mind. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen Kwan. Kwan. And since July 1st, is second in OPS in all of baseball, just behind uh, this one guy, Freddie Freeman. He's a he, he's not he's not bad. He's but, okay. Yeah, very impressive. He I, I, the thing with Bellinger, and it's no surprise, it's no secret. Everybody's seen it this season. It's just his his contact, his contact this year. He's putting the ball in play, and I know it's a it's a tale as old as we can. You know, you you trace it all the way back to when you played little league. Put the ball in play, good things happen. Cody okay. Bellinger all season long has put the ball in play, and his stats his stats have 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 shown shown what they are 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 what they are, and it's been impressive. Yeah, and even just to add to that point, there, Tyler, the, the, there's been so much discussion with Cody Bellinger around how good he's been with two strikes. On top of that, right? Usually in in the MLB, you know, in MLB, if you're if you're down, you know have two strikes on the board usually more often than not you're a sitting duck belly's been incredible with two strikes belly's also been incredible against lefties which is kind of that ass backwards you know splits you know ordeal as well it really doesn't feel like there's any weakness right now in bellinger's game between the defense between the offense and then again like you you even mentioned too here and, and we got some some interesting thoughts here in the comments regarding mike talkman Joey's saying talk is controlled through 26. Technically as crazy. That is just because he started his career. So late three arbitration years. So the Cubs could keep him around for very minimal money. And quite frankly, if I'm Mike Talkman, I would want to stay in my hometown. You know, he is the Palatine pounder for a reason. I mean, how cool would it be for him to, to stick around and, and be a part of this thing going forward if he's able to, and even if it's in a depth capacity, I mean, these guys are just, they're hitting the right buttons at the right time. Jan Gomes continues to have an incredible offensive year for what feels like the ageless wonder right now behind the dish. They are just getting exactly what the doctor ordered from just about everybody right now. And tonight's win was really that. They got the timely hitting. It was the exact same recipe I discussed in Thursday's show last week. Timely hitting, really good defense, quality pitching. Guess what? They got all three of them again tonight. And it results with another uppercut fist bump from uh, our boy, Albert Alzale. Hmm. And we're sitting here talking about another Cubs victory, Tyler. It's just, it's incredible how this team has, has just found the formula now. Not everybody needs to be dialing in on every single night. Not every guy needs to be on their best stuff every single night, but guys are stepping up when they need it most. Belly's been that, that consistent offensive catalyst for the rest of the lineup. You're getting, they're starting to run more, which I feel like we scream from the top of our lungs for this team to run more because they have the bodies that can, can take bags on the base paths. And we saw it again tonight. Nico gets his 28th stolen bag of the season already. There is just so much right now with this team that is working out well. And I would argue tonight's game probably would have been more in the Cubs favor if it wasn't for the umps. They were really bad again tonight. And you mentioned, you know, Monday night, it was the exact same way. This just umpiring crew is not good. A lot of missed calls for both sides. I'm not going to sit here and, no. 
you know, of course you like it when it's not you know, oh, yeah. in favor of your team, but I mean, Bellinger had a couple of strike calls there that were not strikes. Very clearly, no, were he, not had, he had a lot of outside pitches that were called strikes that weren't that weren't strikes. Yeah, not ideal, not ideal at all. Um, Scott here with another comment as uh, as Tyler works through the uh, the old technical difficulty there. There he is, he's back. Um, and <laughs> Scott's comment: the ump had Madrigal strike zone from his chin to his knees. Yeah, I mean, it, it just these umps have been inconsistent and it's it's kind of brutal and again the Cubs won it is what it is you got to battle through both he was bad for both teams but just from that standpoint of like for the rest of the league that just looks bad when the when the umpires are this bad they were again tonight I agree I mean it just and they were talking about it in the broadcast before today's game about yesterday yeah it was an 11 to 2 loss but there was a few situations where it was like three to one yesterday and, you know, a couple of calls that turn counts into 2-2 counts instead of a 3-1 count is mm-hmm. – it, it could have changed the whole outcome of the ballgame. You never know. So, yeah, it is embarrassing. And, yeah, figure it out. De Jesus and, and the rest of you guys, figure it out. I mean, come on. Figure it out. I totally agree. Um, a lot of work to be done by the umpiring crews, really all around. In baseball, uh, Tyler, another guy I want to discuss, um, probably had the most underrated offensive night of the night just because there was no runs driven in next to his name. Obviously, Belly had the homer. Talkman had two hits, one of those being the home run as well, and a walk. Uh, Talkman with an 817 OPS now in that 284 average. He's really risen that those numbers back up again. Gomes had the two hits with the RBI, but the Candyman can. Mm with two hits tonight mm-hmm. and Scott here with some numbers for us. The candy man is 12 for 25 with four doubles, a home run, four walks, and just four strikeouts since, as he puts it, the best trade of the deadline. Heimer, Heimer Candelario has been, you can make a case for that. Yeah. A bad most, most, dude for this. If team. anything, if anything, the most underrated, the most, probably the most not talked about trade of the deadline is the candy man. Like and thanks Scott for your for your for your information there. Like that's just you love you love to see that the guy comes back, fits right in with what we need, uh, makes up for makes up for uh, Mancini that was here, makes up for all of that, and yeah, just plugs right in into a into a hole that we desperately we desperately needed filled at first base. Mm-hmm. And he's done it so far. And he's, I think he's played – has he played a little bit of third, too, since he's been here? I think he's played one game at third. So, a little bit of versatility as well. But, man, I mean, it, it, just a perfect fit right now. Perfect. He really has been. And even with him hitting lower in the lineup than I think a lot of people would like him to, he is still just getting it done. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it's It's been fun to watch from that standpoint of just what he's he's overall done. Um, just confirming, I was looking up on the back end. He has played two games at okay. third base, um, but most of his time has come at first, which, again, was reported after the trade and that it, he would predominantly play first base. And it does a lot. It does a lot, I feel like, to a guy. I don't know. I've never played. But uh, it does a lot, I feel like, for a guy that's playing in an organization like Washington that's mm-hmm. just crushing it over there. He's having under, you know, having an underrated season. And then gets moved to a team that has a re- has a great chance, great opportunity right now to make the playoffs. 
I think that does something to them. I think that does something to a guy. It lights a fire. It almost, it just like, it motivates them more. Maybe it, it just lights that fire in them that, man, what I'm doing so far this year, it, if I can carry this over to this team, which it's done so far, good things can happen. I, and I think that, I think that's provided almost just like a spark maybe to this whole team. Yeah. And on top of it too, right. You think about Jamer Candelario's career, you know, outside of his little cup of coffee with the Cubs in the big leagues back in 2017, he really hasn't played competitive baseball at any point in his career. A lot of bad years with the Detroit Tigers, uh, a, a rough start to this year with a Washington Nationals club that is very much in a rebuild. You know, and, and it's funny because you think back to the articles that came out right after he was acquired. After that national series, that kind of started this whole run for the Cubs. Yeah. That that two of three that they took after losing on that Monday night. Like, Hamer was telling these guys, like, hey, I'll see you guys in a little while. Like, there's a realistic chance that you're going to be trading for me. Because he knew he fit a need. He can play the two positions on this team that are by far the weakest. And, yes, Nick Madrigal has been fantastic at third base. I will will – swallow my pride, bite every, you know, bite the bullet, except when I am incorrect. You know, we gave Nick Madrigal a lot of shit at the beginning of the season, asking why he was on this roster. Why is he playing third base? He hasn't been perfect, but he's been damn good. And he's done exactly what this Cubs team needs him to do more often than not hitting in that nine spot, which is absolutely fine for what he does. And now Heimer, Jamer Candelario comes in and solidifies a first base position that has been in flux all season long outside of when Cody Bellinger has played there. Now you have your real, you know, as friend of the program, Mr. Mr. Dom Fred says your real true best nine are out there on a nightly basis right now with Talkman in right field belly out in center Jamer at, at first base. And Jamer is just taking care of business right now at first defensively. He's looked very good there. And offensively, again, you can see the numbers here on the screen. And if you're listening to this, and again, in podcast form, and you can't see the numbers, even more of a reason that you should join us over on the YouTubes and and participate in the comment section. Or you can watch us on uh, Facebook and Twitter as well, uh, or X, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, It's like like calling the Sears Tower the Willis Tower. It just feels weird. Um, That's just kind of how it feels with the whole the, the tweeter thing. But, yeah, man, I mean, Candyman, he's been great. Another two hits tonight. And, and you know, all season long, he's provided he's provided that little bit more balance in the lineup as far as more power, just a little bit more yes. power in a season where you know Saya hasn't been that power guy that we thought he's. And there's still a month left of the month and a half left of the season. Maybe he clicks it on, but um, you know, between him and then a couple other guys that maybe haven't hit the ball out of the park as well. But adding that guy to this lineup just provides more balance to that provides more just a little bit more power you know magical not a power threat gets on base mm-hmm. candy man though hey give me that pop yeah and he's doing it all man and, and like you said just the balance he provides to this 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 batting order really with his insertion you have talked been riding this hot street he's been an incredible leadoff hitter for this team all year long nico loves that two spot yes the ops numbers yeah. maybe aren't beautiful but the one thing the dude knows what to do is come through when there's men on or when when a clutch hit is needed. That's just what Nico Horner is. Ian Happ, you know, say what you will. Uh, I thought there was a very interesting statistical comparison um, from Bleacher Nation's Mr. Michael Cerami that Ian Happ has almost the same numbers in a lot of categories 
terms of WRC plus, in terms of his on base percentage, things like that, to his All Star yeah. season a year ago. Say, didn't you didn't you tweet that yesterday? Uh, I think I retweeted it. Okay. Yeah, you might have seen that. I thought it was very uh, yeah, interesting. I saw that yesterday, yeah. Um, but I thought that was just very interesting that, you know, again, he's gotten a lot of slack for hitting 244 in that three spot, but he's still getting on base, and he's, he has come through in multiple situations with some power, a little bit of that slug via a lot of doubles, which, again, I think is the kind of hitter that Ian Happ is. But because of how good Bellinger has been in the four hole, it allows Ian to do what he's doing in the three spot. Dansby has looked fantastic in that five hole. And then again, it's it just this weird, serene when you, you know, feeling when you look at the rest of the lineup and it goes Candelario, Morel, and then Gomes and Madrigal. I mean, you realistically now have power one through eight in this lineup. Yeah. And it feels consistent. And it's not, you know, you know, grasping at straws to call it power. Like all these guys can slug. They don't have to. The Cubs have shown they can beat you without hitting the home run ball. But when they are hitting the home run ball, it's a lot of fun. This team can go yeah. far when they're hitting dingers. And uh, it's absolutely something that we we all love to see here. Tyler, um, I want to talk a little bit more about dingers here in a second. Um, but I want to give you an opportunity. Any final thoughts on uh, on this good win against the Mets before we uh, talk about a few other things and then look ahead yeah. to Wednesday? I don't want to say tonight was a must-win but we needed to win mm-hmm. just because you, you look at this month and I'm sure we'll talk, we'll talk about the matchup for tomorrow, but you just look up, you know, you look down, the, you look at this month, the rest of this month, minus the brewer schedule or minus the brewer series at the end of the month and the blue Jays and the blue Jays. You've got, you've got the Mets for one more. You've got the blue Jays this weekend. You've got the Tigers, the Royals, the White Sox and the Pirates. So, Again, I didn't want to. I don't want to say tonight was a must-win, but if you can win these games here, these maybe a little bit tougher games here, and win the games you're supposed to these next couple of weeks, this could be a fun month. We could be sitting here and tonight, tonight with tonight's win and Cincinnati's loss, we got our playoff spot back right now. Give us that back, Cincinnati. We it's ours. It's ours. Uh, this month, the end of this month. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, and right now the the Brewers and Rockies are playing, so let's go Colorado, um, go Colorado as we discuss all things. I don't know what the score is. I'm very sneakishly trying to look it up very quickly while we're uh, kind of in the process of transitioning. But like you said, Tyler, the Cubs get their wild card spot back tonight. They now sit in that third wild card spot. They're currently three. three. The bottom of the ninth. Okay, that's what we like to hear. Let's go Rockies. Do something crazy. Let's do something fun. Let's let's walk off. Oh no, the Brewers are up. Shit. No, let's not walk off. <laughs> let, no walk offs. No walk offs. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, let's 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 hope that one goes ten and the and the Rockies can pull it out because then the Cubs get a little bit of ground back. They currently sit two back of the Brew Crew. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, you look at these standings right now. They're three and a half out of uh, Philly and San Francisco, who are tied atop the the first two wild card spots. And again, just those two out in the in the central here to possibly chase down the Milwaukee Brewers. So lots of good things coming. Speaking of home runs, Tyler, I want to transition a little bit here to uh, some minor league stuff. There was some interesting minor league stuff happening tonight. Uh, in case anybody didn't see Parker Shavers, uh, he was a see a 2021 draft pick, 
I think he's a 2021 draft pick. Um, hit a grand slam for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans tonight. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool and tough. Uh, they were having a nice blowout lead uh, last time I checked before we jumped out here on the show. Um, but there's been some uh, some some good hitting in uh, in Des Moines. In case you didn't know here, Mr. Edmonds, uh, PCA hit a 440-foot mm. piss missile tonight. Um, and then, like Scott says, don't let PCA's bomb distract you from the Mervis and Perlaza dingers as well. There's a lot of power in Iowa. And here's something that I want to pick, pick your brain on, Tyler. Um, you actually wrote up the, the article over at ontapsportsnet.com today. Ryan Jensen was claimed off waivers by the Seattle Mariners. And for maybe the casual Cubs fan that doesn't stay as in tune with the prospects, Ryan Jensen was a first round draft pick in 2019. Uh, the, was that the last Theo draft or second to last Theo draft? 2019. I think it was the second to last Theo draft. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, first round pick, right-handed pitcher, starter, college arm, expected to do good things. Really slow riser through the through the ranks, added to the 40 man as you know, in order to, to be rule five protected entering this season. And he's gone for nothing. A waiver claim is all it took. To me, that means that they're clearing a 40 man roster spot, was what that makes me gather, because they yeah. were trying to probably DFA him to get him off the 40 man yep. and then just bring him back in the minors. Why would this Cubs team be opening up a 40-man spot, Tyler? Because to me, that is very fascinating that they're opening up 40-man spots as we approach September. It's interesting because, like well, like Scott just said, they're actually they're actually 30 at 38 right now. Two spots. I don't know if maybe maybe they're looking to call somebody up. Maybe they are. They could also be looking to claim somebody. I mean, because you can't. I'm dumb with uh, with all the waivers and stuff like that. But couldn't they also be trying to pick somebody up off of waivers as well? Possibly. Which I haven't read anything. I haven't heard anything about that. But it wouldn't surprise me with those two spots. Maybe they are looking to call somebody up. Maybe they're looking to call up with the way maybe Drew Smiley's gone right now. Maybe they're calling up. Maybe they're adding another pitcher. Who knows? Maybe. But it would not shock me to see somebody get called up. I don't know who. But uh, but back to Jensen for just a second. I know you talked about as far as DFA and or putting him on waivers to possibly putting him back on the roster or whatever. Whatever. But yeah, he wasn't throwing the ball that great this year. But the dude had a triple digit fastball, nice little slider. Maybe Seattle figures something out with him. But in it, but if they do, thankfully he's in Seattle on the West Coast. Just stay away from us. If you if you figure it out, if you Ryan, wish you nothing but the best in Seattle. We've talked about him here, talked about him here on the show. Uh, just stay over there in Seattle, then, because if you figure out figure it out, hopefully you do. Uh, just just don't come back to the Central, or at least <laughs> against us, please. Because just just stay in the AL West. Yeah, yeah. 100%. yeah. But yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all if uh, if they look to if they look to add two more here pretty soon. Yeah, and and Joey brings up an interesting comment here as well. He says Hughes might be closer as one of those question marks since he is on the sixty day. He is not counted on the forty man right now, which is accurate. So, uh, and what perhaps- about uh, maybe Ethan Roberts? I know they said, isn't he throwing a bullpen? It's true. I think, I think 
uh, Hughes and Roberts were due to throw bullpens the last update that I saw. So they are starting to get some bullpen arms healthy, which would make a lot of sense. Um, because right now, when you look at who's on the 40 man and who they would be able to easily call up in the event of, you know, immediate reinforcements, Jeremiah Estrada, obviously one of those names, Anthony yeah. Kay, who was just recently demoted for one reason or another. Um, but you know, Michael Rucker, Keegan Thompson, guys that you really haven't heard a whole lot of. But, yeah, Cody Hoyer, obviously his season's pretty much done, unfortunately. Brad Boxberger, another guy on the 60-day that could be coming back. Nick Birdie is another guy on the 60-day. Hughes and, you know, Ethan Roberts. Would you agree that from the sound of just the way me and you both have been talking, it's got to be a pitcher, right? It's got to be. It's got to be. It's it's Yeah, it's got to be a pitcher. It has to be. And um, that's really no the only place they're lacking, has in my to be. especially with with the we talked about him earlier, especially with the smiley, smiley kind of how he is right now and stroming out. You've got to have you've got to have guys come in and it, 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 it can't it's not going to be one. It's got to be multiple guys that, got, that have to come in and fill those voids, especially at, at this time of the season. Maybe uh, you talked about Killian last night, maybe. Maybe we see him make a spot start or something. Maybe we see another uh, – uh, my mind's gone blank. The guy that he pitches after him. Why is my mind gone blank? He pitched for Stroman. Uh, Assad? Yeah. Uh, we'll probably see another start from him. But, yeah, it's yep. got – I feel like it has to be – it has to be another pitcher if they're going to call somebody. It has to. 100% agreed. I think one interesting name to keep an eye on because, again – there have been enough rumblings from the front office, from reporters, from enough people that this guy could come up and potentially provide bullpen help. And I think given the injuries to Stro- the injury to Stroman and the, the lack of success from a guy like Drew Spiley right now, he's already on the 40 man. Do we see a Ben Brown sighting before this year's over? And maybe it's just a, a little taste of the, of the majors, right? Just that little. And that's fine. Why, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's one or two outings just to give him a yeah. taste. Even if it's just one. Yeah. Just give him a taste because you can easily quickly send him down. There's no 40 man issues that you got to worry about then with him uh, and so on and so forth. Joey making fun of me in the comments. One reason or other, he says, oh, well, OK. Um, in reference to Anthony K, where he's saying Ron is too nice. Uh, yeah, maybe he was booty cheeks and David Ross didn't want to throw him because he was that bad. But um, oh, and we get our extra innings in Wrigley North, as we hoped with the uh-huh. Brewers. Um, that would be nice. Joey says, yes, give me Brown Book and Brown do for you. I think it, it, there's a lot of interesting comments or, you know, kind of ideas that could come up with them clearing another 40 man spot. Um, definitely think some of the, the 60 day guys are candidates to be coming off. And wow. I mean, talk about a, a shot in the arm that would be for the bullpen right now where, you know, you can get some of these guys healthy. Hopefully they perform to the standards that the Cubs hope they can perform to that. These guys have shown they can perform to, especially guys like Brandon Hughes, um, especially guys, you know, that little taste of uh, that we got of, of Mr. Birdie, uh, maybe a healthy box burger figures something out. Ethan Roberts looked really good, obviously, before the Tommy John that he went through. So lots of guys that, you know, can hopefully contribute to this bullpen and, and really make a difference down the stretch here. Tyler, any other final thoughts before we uh, officially kind of close the door on Tuesday and look ahead to Wednesday? Uh, Pete Alonzo, stop pitching to him. That's fair. 
Jeremiah said he doesn't know why, but for some reason he is a deep hatred for Pete, Pete Alonzo. And then just, Joey uh, is uh, – I will dude, say I I'll, I'll never – I'll just never – I'm still confused by that clip from – I think it was earlier this year. He hit a walk-off home run or something. He was like, let's fucking go Mets. And I was confused because I didn't know what he meant by that. Like, was he saying, like, let's F and go Mets or let's F and go Mets? I don't know. I'd like to talk to him and ask him. But uh, <laughs> I kind of agree. I'm just – I don't know. if. Don't get me wrong. If we would have traded for Pete Alonzo, sure, would have loved him. If we didn't, though, whatever. Um I've got to agree. I'm just, I'm just not on the Alonzo. I'm not on the polar bear train. Sorry. I feel that. Not yeah. Sorry. It's not everybody can ride the polar bear express and be happy. I totally understand that. Um, hey, it, it's one of those situations where you love him if he's on your team and you absolutely despise him when he's not. And Pete Alonzo certainly feels like one of those players. Tyler, my final quick thought here before we preview tomorrow, uh, want to promote, you guys have seen me wearing this one, the little friendly confine shirt yeah. from our friends over at homage. Be on the lookout. We got some official uh, announcements and, and kind of good stuff coming along the way. Uh, mm. If you haven't checked out their website yet, do so www.homage.com. Uh, be on the lookout for some on tap sports links to, to their website. Help us help them help you help us help them. If you know what I'm saying. Homage has some nice feeling shirts too. Oh. These things are I've stupid. A, I've got a couple. Oh my gosh, they are so soft. I just and let me let me tell you right now, Tyler. So some yeah. people that have probably known me, you've known me for a while now. I've, yeah. I know I've talked to you about this. I am a prissy bitch when it comes to how t-shirts feel. Like yeah. if it's an uncomfortable shirt, I refuse to wear it. I'm like, nope, don't care, Agreed. don't want it, Agreed. will not wear it. I I would wear these things everywhere and yes. any moment of the day. They're incredible. They're nice and soft. Mm-hmm. They're stretchy. They make my big thick fatness look okay you look good in that everything Ron. okay you look really i appreciate good. that and they got really cool graphics all they the did. all the the art and everything on them are pretty sweet so be sure to check them out be on the lookout for the official stuff uh that on tap will be doing with homage uh, it's pretty much no longer a secret at this point but um that official announcement is on its way so be on the lookout for that um and a quick and always privileged shout out to the homage people they are absolutely fantastic and their products are even better Tyler, let's go ahead and look to the series finale here. Cubs and Mets will do battle one more time at City Field in Flushing, New York, because just like the White Sox, we're going to hashtag flush it. It is a 6-10 start central time once again, just like the last two nights. Uh, it is a duel of righty versus lefty. Kyle Hendricks takes the bump for the Cubbies, uh, coming off that little bit of a rough start against the Braves over the weekend. And it will be Drew Peterson, the left-hander, out of uh, the starting rotation for New York, 565 ERA for him. Uh, fun fact about Peterson, I watched him get absolutely lit up by the Cubs in 2021 before like full capacity was back at Wrigley. It was a, a Cubs-Mets game. The Cubs won 16-4, to and I'm pretty sure they got Peterson for seven of those runs mm-hmm. in like three and a third. So I'm really hoping for a repeat of that, truthfully. Um, if it means that Pete Alonzo needs to hit a piss missile like he did that night too, so be it. They can have their four runs, but I'll take the 16. This Cubs team has shown they can score those kind of runs. So why not again? Tyler, what do the Cubs need to do tomorrow to secure a series victory over the Mets? I think I think with what you were talking about with Peterson, I think you said it. History has a way of repeating itself. Let's uh let's hit the ball a lot. 
tomorrow. Let's score some runs. Uh, and Kyle Hendricks, hey, I know he uh, didn't have the best start this past Friday against the Braves. I think he's going to come be coming in looking to redeem himself. And he's in a good park to do it. It's a, it's a nice pitcher's park to, to uh, you know, keep the runs down. Uh, but, yeah, let's hit the ball. Let's help him out. Let's score some freaking runs. And, yeah, based off – Based off Peterson's stats, he's a good guy to do it off of. He is a good one to do it off of. Unfortunately, uh, we've seen this Cubs team um, not be so hot at times, unfortunately, yeah. against pitchers that are not good, Carrasco being an example uh, here Carrasco, on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, like you said, hopefully that goes well. Scott says the sheriff pitching for the Brewers, and it's bases loaded, no outs. Let's go Rockies. Absolutely agree. Go Rockies. Um, any team that's playing the Brewers and the Reds pretty much down the stretch is my favorite team in baseball, not named the Chicago Cubs. So uh, we're going to keep that train going here. Uh, Tyler, I have one more just quick little note for you here because – if you look around the sport of baseball right now, there's a lot of embarrassments in the sport of baseball. Now, whether it's um, our favorite uh, FTC partners down in that shitbag city of St. Louis, uh, whether it's, um, you know, the, the, the guys just on the other side of town, unfortunately mm -hmm. here yeah. uh, for uh, in Chicago, whether it's the, uh, the, the soon to be Las Vegas A's uh, mm -hmm. and they're just gong show of a situation out in Oakland. Perhaps there is no bigger public embarrassment right now, especially for a team that's very good this year, than the Baltimore Orioles. I don't know if you saw this. Yes, yeah. So for those that maybe don't keep up with the rest of the MLB and just watch Cubs baseball, Kevin Brown is the play-by-play -play TV guy for the Baltimore Orioles. And over the weekend, he was making it 4-3 Rockies. Let's go! Um Joey says the sheriff knows his true allegiance. Um, agreed. He will forever and always be a cub. But Kevin Brown just opened the, the dialogue against the Rays. Baltimore was going for a series victory and season series victory for the first time against the Rays in like seven years. And just spoke factual information on the broadcast about how bad they had been, but how good they are now. And he was suspended indefinitely by the team. For literally just facts that the fucking production team gave them. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah. Oh my God, it's so bad. The whole sports world talked about it for the last 48 hours. They announced today that he's going to be reinstated on Friday. But in case you didn't know, as of six minutes ago, fans at Camden Yard show support for Orioles broadcaster removed from air by team with free Kevin Brown yeah. chance at the stadium. Good for the Orioles fans for saying, hey, look, just because we sucked forever doesn't mean you get to act like a bunch of shitbags now. No. And holy shit, I can – that might be – like, it's one thing with, with all these teams that are just bad and they have bad mm -hmm. situations, White Sox, Cardinals, A's. But you are the AL East leading Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. And you pull a shit like this? And supposedly it was because their ownership doesn't like when they talk about the past. It happened. But be that's what we do. Right. That's what everybody does. And be, but be appreciative of where you are now. Yeah. You have a good ball club. When they bring up these facts, it's because it's comparing how much of a stride forward you took. 
Why do you fucking care? You can't rewrite the past. Not talking about it's going to make it go away. Pick up your toys, put them back in the fucking toy bin and go sit in the corner for a minute. Orioles ownership looks like a bunch of fucking losers right now. And, you know, it's even worse because they're a good team. Yeah, they're a good team. Think about it. Awful. Awful time. I would just, I just wanted to know your thoughts on the situation. No, man, I agree. And I, I was gonna say, you, you done, you made the comment. Like, it's not one of those things where he just went off and and said that. Like, they had, they had the graphic. Like, they had the graphic made up. Like, and there was nothing about wrong with it. It was just yeah. statistical numbers. There's, 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 pro, like, there's production meetings before every broadcast. They've talked about it. It's not like the ding dong for Cincinnati that had his stupid little remark years ago and got fired for it. You and know, Nick Castellanos hits a long drive. To and Nick Castellanos, yeah. It's not like that. Like they actually plan this. So one, if you're going to suspend him, suspend your whole production team. But two, like you said, why in in the middle of a pennant race when your team is is sitting in first place and arguably the toughest division in baseball and arguably the toughest division. It, the, this is probably the toughest AL East it has been in years. And yeah. the Baltimore Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles, who just four years ago was one of these teams you talk about when you talk about the A's or the Pirates or the Royals and all that. Yeah. And now they're doing something that their franchise, their fan base, many of their fans have never even seen in their life. And instead of focusing on that, you've got ownership, like you said, pulling this bullshit. It's stupid. It's so stupid. It's like you make all these steps forward and the ownership's like, wait just a second. Let's pull it back just a little bit. It's stupid. It's so stupid. It's dumb. Uh, Scott jokes here. Never bring up Cal Ripken Jr. ever again. Yeah. Like, that's what it feels like. Why not acknowledge the fact, like, they played for your franchise. Get the fuck over yourself. And then Joey says, graphics guys should get suspended too then, like you noted, Tyler. Uh, he says, absolute BS by the Orioles. He's been rooting for them all year. Well, that is the hashtag, that's so Joey, uh, remark of the day, rooting for a team that suspends their broadcasters for uh, just speaking facts. I'm just kidding. I love busting Joey's balls. Uh, also, a little update, 5-3 Rockies as we sit here oh. right now. Um, two straight bases loaded walks by the Brewers, according to Jeremiah in the comments. Tyler. This has been a blast. Uh, we appreciate everybody with the the live Rockies Brewers updates. Um, encouraging all of our listeners to go check the box score after you listen to this, because inevitably by the time you probably listen to us on podcast form or rewatch, uh, that game will be over. So hopefully it is a Rockies win. And uh, we're talking about the Cubs moving up in the standings entering play tomorrow. It's Hendricks and Peterson on the bump for the Cubs and Mets in the series finale. Cubs take this one on Tuesday night. Three to two over the Metropolitans, which is the most unoriginal name in all of baseball. Tyler, before we get out of here, buddy, want to remind everybody, Cubs on Tap, one of two official Cubs podcasts here for the On Tap Sports Network. Check out our friends over at the Dingers Podcast. Again, they were live on our YouTube last night. If you did not see that, go check them out on the replay here on the YouTube or listen to them in podcast form, wherever it is that you check out all your favorite podcasts. Um, they are at Dinger Cubs on all social media platforms be able to be sure to check them out there uh be sure to check us out as well at cubbies on tap c-u-b-b-i-e-s on social media i am at loose on tap at teddy freddy 270 at joey knows nothing at juice on tap at nick underscore on tap at bulls guy rob you know the drill follow everybody show some love uh for all of those here at the cubs on tap family 
and you know the drill as well at ONTAP Sportsnet, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks. We got it all. Bears on tap. We were just live about ooh, four hours ago. A uh, new episode there coming out in podcast form. It will be available for you tomorrow, um, as will this. And uh, Cubs fans, it's unfortunate, but we all know at least one, maybe two, maybe a lot more than two if you're like me and you live on the south side of Chicago. Send your friends that like the terrible Southsiders to our friends who unfortunately have to like the terrible Southsiders um, and let them all be friends over at Socks on Tap as the boys do a great job covering an unfortunately terribly owned and operated franchise on the South side. On Tap Sportsnet.com, add On Tap Sports on social media, the On Tap Sports Network. Go and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. My friend, it is always a pleasure being back on the microphone yes. with you. Um, yes. It sounds like we'll get uh, two days in a row of you as well. Um, yeah. It is It is currently shaping up to be the Tyler and Juice show here on Wednesday night. I will be back with you guys for a special guest episode on the off day on Thursday. Uh, be sure to check that one out right around 536 o'clock Central Time. That will be going live here on the YouTube. Um, I will be joined by an old friend of the program, Mr. Michael Bowling will be joining us this week. Uh, we're going to talk some Cubs baseball. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm very excited uh, to get to chat with him. He is the absolute man. Scott says another walk. Jeremiah says, let's go Rockies. Tyler, what do you say? We get out of here the only way we know how it comes on that. <laughs> yeah. St. Louis, let me talk to you. Don't think because we've been sitting here talking about the Cubs, talking about the Brewers, talking about the Reds. We haven't forgot. We haven't forgot about you. Just a reminder, you guys lost tonight. You're 49 and 65 now, making you the second, second worst team in all of the National League. Very last in our division. You're down in the bottom. Like there's there's the ground level, there's 60 feet of shit, and then there's you. You, St. Louis. You. Fuck the Cardinals. And let's go Cubbies, baby.